Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's just uh, Jill and I on this podcast, and we have, I don't know, I said a bunch of things to get to, but we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. What do you think, Jill? That sounds good. Yeah. So, you know, I get to thinking about this every year. Like, what are we thankful for, right? From grandparents to parents, siblings, our families to health, the list can go on and on. But for each one of us, one thing always sticks out for us, right? We just kind of went through this Thanksgiving time period, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's one thing that just kind of sticks out to you? What are you thankful for this year? You know, I think the older I get, the more health moves to the forefront, yeah. not just mine, but family. You know, I remember when I was younger, people who were sick or passing away were people that my parents knew. Mm-hmm. Then as I got a little bit older, it became people that my parents were friends with and maybe I kind of knew them too. Mm-hmm. You know, and now it's starting to creep into people that I know, right? right. Or people that are close to me. So um, whether it's, you know, family members or friends or whatever. So I'm just really thankful that you and I are healthy. Our kids are healthy. Um, our parents are healthy. Your mom is doing really well mm-hmm. given the circumstances. You know, and then I'm just health, really thankful for what we have. Right? We have a warm place to sleep every night. We don't worry about feeding our kids. They are getting a good education. Um, you know, just like some of those basic things that I know not everybody has. Mm-hmm. We have it and we, you know, I don't I don't really always have to, I don't have to think twice about it. So I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. I, I somewhat fall along the same lines. I mean, I used to, used to think about all those same things. I think when we we're kids, we don't really think about that kind of stuff. I don't think we worry about, there's just so much things that when you're a kid, you just don't worry about at all. Absolutely. Don't worry about paying, paying bills. You don't worry about anything. You're more concerned about, you know, whether this person at school likes me or, you know, whether we're going to play football at like recess tomorrow. Right. Like those are the, those are the things that we really think about and we might be thankful for friends and stuff like that a little bit more, um, I don't know, importantly in our life, uh, then, um, this year, I think, um, I'm obviously thankful for, like you said, everything that we have and our family's doing, uh, well, uh, the, the merging of families has gone really well, um, mm-hmm. to this point. It's, it's, uh, there's always a uh, kind of fun, uh, to see them, uh, interact with each other and stuff, especially when we get them kind of separated and, you know, yep. instead there's a big group, it's kind of like one-on-one and, and two-on-two kind of thing. Yep. Um, so that's kind of fun. And when we had Thanksgiving here. Right. That was kind of like for me this year, what I was thankful for. My mom was able to come, right. She's gotten, she'd been able to get out of the hospital now. Um, they were in an apartment for, I don't know, 35 days, something like that. So, you know, she was in the hospital region for like 65 days or so, 60 days. And for her to be able to be here for Thanksgiving and to get hugs from the kids, that was more important than anything else, right? Well, and I will tell you, I was talking to my mom last night and she asked me how Thanksgiving went because this was yeah. kind of the first time in my adult life that I've hosted a holiday, right? I've always gone to my parents' house or my sister's house or whatever. And I said, oh, I think it went really well. The food was all really good and everybody stayed until like 7 or 7.30 and she goes, oh, honey, that's the sign of a really good party. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it was a really good party. <laughs> well, and I feel like, you know, uh, like my kids had to take off and go to their, go to their uh, other grandparents' place. So that was, um, so they didn't get to stay for the whole thing. Um, they, I think, I think we went down and dropped them off at like 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So it was, it was later already. Um, it would have been cool to have everybody just kind of hang out and, you know, mess around outside and throw footballs back and forth and all that kind of stuff. But we really kind of stuck a lot into the Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. you know, this year. So I'm kind of curious to what everybody else thinks out there too. Like what was their, what were they most thankful for this year? Um, 
I think, I think the list probably ranges, but I know a lot of my friends in uh, this past year have also had health related things come up and stuff right. like that. So I think, and, and friends that are like our age ish yep. start having significant health problems and stuff like that. So I think from that standpoint, I think a lot of people are probably thankful for health and, and that kind of stuff this year and, and making progress on, on some things. So, um, you know, I, I am thankful for all my friends too, oh, uh, absolutely. because you know, without them, we don't get through stuff either. So right. it's good they to be- have people to, like lean on, you yeah. know, and talk to. They become like family of sorts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I've got, I've got uh, the family here and then I've got my chosen family that I'm with too. Um, and those guys are all awesome and I couldn't do that without, do that without them either. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot that goes into that. So, you know, when you think about the Thanksgiving traditions, right? Mm-hmm. What was one thing that, uh, you, maybe it was your favorite Thanksgiving tradition that you did or a th- favorite Thanksgiving memory that you had? You know, I, I'm trying to rack my brain as to what we did for Thanksgiving when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. This is horrible to say, but they, it all kind of runs together, right? For holidays, we were probably at my grandmother's, one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, either my stepdad's mom or my mom's mom, um, or I was with my dad. I just, my whole life, I've been thankful enough to have holidays be very family-centered, mm-hmm. right? So <clears throat> growing up, I can't think of any one thing. As an adult, somewhere along the line, maybe about... I don't know how many years ago, my sister took over Thanksgiving and she lives just, just minutes away from my, my parents and we all go to their house and, you know, some people bring a dish, some people don't, and you know, they just make everything. And it's really nice to be like with my own family, my siblings, their kids, then their boyfriends and girlfriends start to come. And all of a sudden you've got this huge family and you're like, wow, cousins aren't even here. I mean, the kids' mm-hmm. cousins are there. But like our family is just getting so big because all of the all of my nieces and nephews, my parents' grandkids, are adding, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're in relationships that are serious enough where people are coming along, you know? Yeah. So it's fun. And sometimes, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I love Christmas and I'm sure we'll do a whole episode about that someday. <laughs> and Christmas is like a whole thing in my family. But Thanksgiving is nice because it's just, there's none of the, some of the, you know, there's pressure that comes with Christmas. There's a lot of, of other things that tie in with Christmas. And at Thanksgiving, we just, there's all, we're all there. We're all eating. We're all talking. We're all laughing. And it's just fun to sort of sit back and see how my nieces and nephews have grown up. I babysat them a lot when mm. they were little. I was in yeah. college and I would just go hang out with them and wrestle and swim and carry on. And now they're all like, you know, I think Nick, the oldest, I think is, I don't even know, 25 maybe. Mm. And then, and then the youngest is, 15 and then there's my Sam who's nine so he's like the youngest youngest but it's just they're just adults now and it's just really cool they're they're in college or working their jobs and figuring life out and I really like to see it it's a lot of fun so two things based on what you said just now there is no doubt that Christmas is gigantic in your family because (laughs) uh, the second uh, you know we were done with trick-or-treating Sam was pretty much like "Uh, let's put up the Christmas tree no we closed the door "Mm, to handing out candy literally like well Christmas (laughs) yeah literally literally (laughs) we shut the door and he's like all right so like Christmas trees going up tomorrow right 
I'm like, uh, no, that goes up the day after Thanksgiving at the earliest. Let's pump the brakes on Christmas. Let's do one one holiday at a time. But that kid's jacked up for Christmas. So, And um, I think my stepdad has got to be some sort of like direct elf. payroll right elf yeah. man. He is, the, he is the spirit of Christmas. And the rest <laughs> of us are just along for the ride. Right. You, don't, you don't have a choice. You get on that bus. Yep. Or I, I don't even know what I don't even know what the or would be. You just get on the Christmas spirit bus. That's just yeah. how you roll in my family. There is no I would call it the Christmas train just yep. because, you know, trains and Christmas are synonymous with each other. So you use bus, I'm gonna use no, trains. I'm gonna, it's you, fine. I'm gonna use train. The other You're very clever. The other um <laughs> the secondary part to that too was we mentioned that to the boys this time. Is you know, so we had uh my sister and her family were here, uh, my mom and dad were here and my uncle came. Um, but we mentioned that to the kids cause we had a kid's table for the first time. Right. Mm-hmm. So all the kids are sitting at their own table and I'm like, you know, pretty soon, um, you know, in the nearest future and whatever that nearest future is, we might be adding people to that table, mm-hmm. um, to hang out with us too. So like just time continues to move forward and people get older and, you know, I, this week in particular, um, you know, I've seen photos come up in my, my feed, uh, my memories feed. And it's like these kids were, in kindergarten, it feels like two days ago, and now I've got a sophomore, and that's just you know sophomore and an eighth grader, and you know fourth grader, yeah. and it's like, whoo, time move fast. Not to go on a tangent, but I was I was talking to a staff member at work today, and she has a one and a half year old. Maybe she's turning two soon. Anyway, and I was like, you know, how's parenting going? And she's like, oh, I can't believe how big she's getting, and she's. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, does it make you sad? And she's like, you know, it does for a second. And then the next thing she's doing is so cool that I forget that. I, and I'm like, oh, that's exactly how I feel about parenting, right? Mm-hmm. You have this these little moments of nostalgia where you're like, oh, we're not little anymore. Or we're not. But then you you stop and you're like, yeah, but look what we're doing now. This mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's all different cool. levels of fun and it, yep. it, it evolves over time. And, you know, I... I, I have gone from looking at the picture right in front of me here where my kids were probably, uh, uh, my youngest uh, might have been three mm-hmm. in this picture. And, you know, I remember I can still feel him crawling up on yeah. top of me and giving me bear hugs from behind and stuff like that. And now it's just like, you know, uh, dad, uh, you want, uh, I gotta, you got to dab me up here. And right. I'm like, well, what's, what does that mean? Because dab three years ago is something different than what it is now. Correct. So, yeah, I don't understand learning. a word they're saying. They're either mumbling or the words they're saying are not words I've used. And I don't know where to find the teenage dictionary. And it changes so quickly. Well, I, I try to do that on purpose. Like I, I try to use not because we used yeet for a while, right? <laughs> no, I don't think yeet is cool for no, them at all. No, but I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it because it makes them uncomfortable. Yes, I love it. And um, it's just kind of fun to say. <laughs> and they, they think we're like old and, and really lame. We and use, I don't even know if that's a word that's used anymore, but... Yeah, we talked about bussing the other day. Um, what, what's the other one now that they're always talking about? Is no that, cap. No cap is another one. Um, I'm probably saying it wrong. Enunciating yeah. far too much. Correct. That's my problem. Well, you know, part of the I actually, <laughs> what? We, had, we had a meeting with one of the, some of the teachers, one of my kids today, and I'm like, hey, so when does the mumbling stop? And they're like, mm, my kids are in their 20s and they're still doing it. I'm like, damn it. It's still happening. So, well, And, and I, it's not our hearing 
No, it's not our hearing. It I can promise you that. It is their mumbling. Although, you know, as we're <laughs> speaking about getting older here, like yeah. this idea, that, and my sister was giving me crap about this the other day. She's like, my eyes, they're perfect, and they're never going to get like yours. I'm like, no, this happens overnight, by the way. Okay. Like, it just, there's a snap, and all of a sudden you, you go from like, you now you got to get your glasses off to see your phone. Um, you saw what happened at Thanksgiving, didn't you? No. There was some instruction that needed to be read on a box, <laughs> and yeah. I couldn't see it. Your dad couldn't see it. You couldn't see it, but your brother-in-law, who's what, five years younger than us? I think so. Held it up and was like, bake at 350 degrees for 40 minutes. I'm like, how No, so how do you see that? I don't know. You're even underselling the label. Like it was like it was, silver lettering on no. gold or something like that. And it was Ooh. so small that like ants would have trouble reading it. Yeah, it was it's, ridiculous. It's smaller than anything on my desk sitting in front of me. Like it was like... Point four font size yeah, or something no, was, like that it was stupid should be illegal you know sh- they make you put nutrition content and the ingredients but they can't make you make the type a little the font a little bigger yeah no you need, i mean really uh, my grandma used to walk around with a magnifying glass to read everything and, well you know maybe there, i maybe some, i could get one on a chain around my neck oh i've seen that too oh good yes on a like some sort of gold chain or something oh i can't wait it'd be glorious <laughs> it'd be something so you can just see it now. Glass is sitting at the end of your nose. Yep. And then you pull up the magnifying glass to also read it. Oh, yeah. Hey, look at that. Both. You're playing yeah. along. I am playing along. There's like a whole, <laughs> you know, pantomiming thing going on here. So, but, you know, so on top of that, right, mm-hmm. it, if, if being a parent has taught us one thing, time marches on, right? Oh, yeah. And I read a tweet last week that's, that stated, if you're 47 or younger, you're a time billionaire. Are you using your time wisely? And that tweet was from Joe Portsmouth. You know, it's a random tweet of the day. Sometimes if Twitter, you come across these things that somebody don't know, and they've got some sort of little tidbit of wisdom in there. But it got me thinking a little bit. Time moves way too damn quickly. It could be really easy for us to go from moment to moment, day to day, year to year, not bad an eye. But are we taking the time to really take this life that we're living in and not take it for granted? And I've, this tweet has sat with me for probably two weeks now. I read it last mm-hmm. week, and now we're in week two, whatever. And I think it's incredibly easy to go home or you know, get up in the morning, go to work, come home, and repeat the cycle yep. over and over and over again. There's a long breath that had to happen there because I felt like I wasn't taking... All of a sudden, time. I saw you pressing buttons, and I'm like, oh, no, oh, I had to press usually mute press buttons to, in the middle. Well, we're using different microphones, and these just pick up everything I do. So when I had to take a deep breath there, I was like, well, you're going to sound really bad. But anyway, I just feel like there is, um, I feel like it's too easy to do that. Yeah. Uh, do, do you feel that way ever? Oh, yeah. I, I'll get in slumps sometimes where I'm like, wow, I'm just, my life is just passing me by before my very eyes, and I might as well just be sitting watching it happen. Um. We talk about this at work a lot, uh, mm, yeah. just from the nature of what I do, um, the registered nurse that I work with, and I talk a lot about how COVID has made time stand still. It's like we lost a year. We don't know what happened. We don't know where it is, and we fear, feel very discombobulated by it. I don't like when I get in these ruts where I feel no. like I just get up, I work, I come home, I make supper, I load the dishwasher, I go to bed, I get up the next morning, I unload the dishwasher, I pack a lunch, I go to work. It is, and you know, now at the same time, 
the other night, um, so my son still likes me to like tuck him in, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the other night I was sitting in bed and it was time to go back into his room and I just was not excited about getting out of my own bed to go tuck him into his bed, right? Then you probably couldn't get out of the bed because it's a terrible mattress, but that's... Well, that might be its whole own podcast yeah. is the bed that we own, but right. but I, I kind of mumbled to myself, I was like, you know, I don't want to do this right now. But I know that there will be a day where I will be laying next to you saying, wow, he doesn't even want me to put him to bed anymore. Do you remember how great that was? Yeah. And so I'm like, no, in you go, Jill. Right. So at the same time that I, that I can get in these ruts where I feel like life is just passing me by, moments like that make me realize, no, you're stopping. You're, ta- you're, you're enjoying what's happening right now. You're embracing mm-hmm. it. You're doing it. Right. Um, he and I have very good conversations in the evening. Sometimes we don't talk about anything and sometimes we get into really serious stuff. But um, those little moments where I'm like, no, okay, I'm doing all right. But when you get in those ruts where you feel like you're just in this cycle, like how do you pull yourself out of those? I don't really know if I know the answer. I, I'm not sure I know the answer either, but you know, you, you raised a great point. I think we've talked about it once before on the podcast too, but like, there was a moment in time where you went from this, you, you don't really realize it's coming. It just happens. And you go from carrying your kid to bed to the next night, not, and it never happens again. Yep. You never carry him to bed again. They walk I mean, and you they, they walk or they get, you don't, you they don't get heavy or whatever. It's just is. like, you just don't know. You don't know what's coming. If I would have known I had 10 left, mm-hmm. I would have just soaked it all in mm-hmm. and I would have, I would have taken extra time walking upstairs, you know, all that stuff. You just, you can feel them. I've talked to friends and they can like, they can still feel their kids hanging on their shoulders as they yeah. carry them up. Right. And I just think that like little moments like that, we just have to try to take in and um, appreciate them for what they are and do those things like, you know, your, your son still wants you to talk him in and stuff like that. Um, I, I still have that when I wake up the kids in the morning and, mm-hmm. you know, somewhat um, now with one of them sleeping now in the basement, it's more like a text message. Are you up? <laughs> yeah, I'm up. But, New you know, traditions. This, this, you know, I've been taking them to school now and dropping them off for you know, three, four years straight. They haven't ridden the bus in a while. So it's, you know, we have those mornings um, when we get together and have conversations on the way to school. Sometimes it's dead silent. Sometimes I turn the music up and make them super uncomfortable as I'm dropping them off, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are all moments in time that, and I've had friends go, why do you do that? Why do you, why do you try to embarrass your kids? Because they remember it and it's the thing that we have mm-hmm. and it's, my life, we get to do what we want with it, That's right. right? So, um, what's what's your greatest fear about getting older? Uh, not being able to, yeah, right. Not being able to keep up, not being able to move my body the way, right? Not being able to chase my grandkids around, mm-hmm. not being alive for my grandkids, yeah, right. I want to be able to. I think that's a great answer, actually, because that's exactly what I was going to say too. Like. You just worry about like, you know, in the business that we work in, you can see that, you know, your mind is still 21 years old, mm-hmm. um, but your body might, might not be allowing you to do certain things anymore. Right. You know, I certainly realized that running around on the football field last week, chasing the um, tigers up and down the field, uh, photographing them. And, you know, as I slid into uh, uh, the end zone uh, to take some photos of one of our players crossing the end zone, I was like, yeah, you can't, you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you just, you're not built for that kind of uh, athleticism anymore. So like there's just stuff that you worry about, like, am I going to be able to do X, Y, Z, which is right. 
one of the reasons why, you know, you, I'm looking at getting a gym membership now and starting to do things because I just need something that will motivate me to go. Right. Yes, I could walk outside. Yes, I could do a lot of things at home, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just need the motivation to go somewhere. Well, we all need to find what motivates us. For me, mm-hmm. throwing money at a monthly subscription, I hate throwing money away. Mm-hmm. So if I'm paying for something, I'm more likely to use it. Somebody yep. else might have a very different motivation and yeah, that's well, fine. That's, that's true. Everybody has their own motivation. Find your true, own thing, truth, but, yeah. but keep moving because I will tell you, when you stop moving, you stop moving. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I, no, absolutely. I see it all the time. And I think that might be part of the, like the not taking the moments either that we were talking about earlier. It's like you just become stuck in a rut and you don't, and it's just easy to come home, sit down. Yep. Easy to come, come home, do your thing, sit down, and then not move again at night. I haven't been doing that for a while because we've been busy with football and, right. you know, senior photos and all that other kind of stuff and work and everything else. So it's just like, it's been one thing after another. Mm-hmm. I think Sunday was my really my first day that I haven't done anything, anything. I'm so jealous. You know? <laughs> I just, I mean, you guys went and played soccer and you did everything. I mean, you had a list. He, Sam came home on Sunday and he's like, okay, I've written a list of like 15 things. Oh, for it you was guys Mrs. Do. I don't, I, we don't love to say names, but Mrs. Yeah. Weisenberger is like the world's yeah. best fourth grade teacher. Maybe all the fourth grade teachers send home the same list. I don't know. But he had an extraordinary list of things to do yeah, over yeah. there. It was make your bed two times, clean your room, read for 20 minutes for at least four days, train a dog. So I found a friend with a dog and we went and trained the dog. He ran around the house five times. We went and played soccer. Do you think I wanted to go and play soccer on Sunday? No, but you just take a deep breath and you go because one day he's not going to want to play soccer with me, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, And then when we're out there kicking the ball around and... It's fun, right? It's just yeah. sometimes hard to just do it, but when you when you just do it, then you always there's always some benefit from it. Right. So, but no, his list was a mile long. Yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> I heard him say it out loud too, and I was like, "She's got a busy day in front of her." Hey, I'm gonna go downstairs and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just did something else. <laughs> you guys needed some bonding time. I yeah, thought, yeah, I, and I hit my limit of steps for the day. Yeah, you I, did. I now need a day where I do nothing. But yeah. that doesn't seem to be on the horizon anytime <laughs> soon. So that's fine. Well, speaking of time moving too quickly, I don't know. Quickly, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Snoop Dogg released his debut album uh, 28 years ago last week. Well, you're incorrect. So I know that feels like yesterday. In I read a tweet yesterday. It was like, well, 1990 was like 30 years ago or something like that, or it feels like it was 10 days ago, and it it kind of does for me. When people talk about the 80s, that was yesterday. Yeah. Now, granted, born in 77, the yeah. 80s, I was a kid. I'll rub it in. <laughs> I'm a lot younger than Roman. Um, you get into the 90s and, not, you know, and I'm in my teenage years. And then anything after that was literally yesterday. Yeah. Right. The 80s, though, it was like, what was that, like 15 years ago? No, no, it was not 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Not not even close to 15 years ago. Right. Um, it's... And I don't know if this relates at all, but but I heard an interesting uh, statement one time from someone who was talking, and they said, uh, talking about time and how it passes and age and how you don't necessarily feel it, and there's this phenomenon that happens when you go to class reunions Mm. where everyone is the same age as you, right? Mm -hmm. And you look around and you go, man, everybody in here looks so old. 
mm-hmm. but you don't feel that way. So you right. don't, I'm you sure don't they're feel. saying it about you, but right. this phenomenon right. that you get around the people you grew up with, and you're like, Ooh, boy, everybody looks old. <laughs> Not me though. <laughs> right. But it just, it does. It feels like yesterday. Yeah. Only I, I keep seeing it pop up on Twitter, whether it's Snoop Dogg or, you know, Bruce Springsteen or yep. whoever, I can't say Springsteen, whatever. Um, all these like records that like we grew up with are all turning like 30 and I'm like, mm, no, but it all feels like yesterday to me. And I can't really remember the math, but then there's those horrible statements like the difference between, you know, 1988 mm-hmm. and today is the same as the difference between 1988 and like 1939 or something. Yeah. And you're like, I just don't. I don't know why we need so much math. No, there was, I, I saw something the other day that said if the Wonder Years, we all remember the Wonder Years, right? Yeah. The TV show. If it was filmed today, it would be like 1994. <laughs> 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 and I remember, <laughs> I remember watching that show going, oh, could you imagine me? Could you imagine? And like, oh, they barely had cars. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. I remember watching that and I'm like, oh my God, that was forever ago. Yeah. And you know, I'm sure my dad was like, shut up. <laughs> Like, I'm sure I was annoying him, but I was like, man, this show is so old. And it wasn't. It was just like yesterday to him. But. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny to to look at, you know, and, and think about all these things that just continue to, like, time just continues to march on. What was one thing that uh, you used to love to do as a kid that you no longer do? Oh, what a great question. I mean, I could go from, like, kick the can to, um, you know, going to relatives houses stuff i never answered that question by the way what did i do as a kid either we're gonna go back to that question yeah but, but anyway like i could go from like kick to can to um i remember djing in high school was kind of fun uh, we did that for a couple years um you know there's all sorts of things that you can go back and say oh, i wish i could have done more i wish i would have done more like um i, I don't this is gonna sound stupid but singing Mm-hmm. Honestly, I wish I could still do that today. I mean, I can. I'd still go out and sing, do karaoke, but it's not the same thing as like the traveling choirs I was right. part of and the touring choirs and that kind of stuff that I was a part of in my early 20s. So I think that's I think that's one thing for me. What's the question? What did I do when I was young that I don't do anymore? Yeah, the question is, what's one thing that you used to love to do as a kid that you no longer do and why? Well, I can't remember the last time I stood in front of a mirror and sang. Yeah. I did that all the time. Hairbrush and the whole bit. Oh God, yeah. Yes. <laughs> because what are you, what else are you going to do? Right? You get to that age yeah. where you don't play with toys anymore, right? And you you kind of want to be alone some. That independence is important. So what I'm thinking like, you know, 10, 11, 12. Music was on constantly. All the time. Yeah. In the shower, in my room, in the car, um I had like a Walkman, then a Discman, Discman. I don't know why it's Walkman and Discman, but because yeah. my parents would be in the front seat, just talk, 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 and I would sit in the back seat. And I had music on all the time, mm-hmm. um, and so I would sing and dance around my room. Now I I dance a fair amount now, and the kids <laughs> adore it. I can yeah. see it in their faces. Mm-hmm. I just being really active, biking everywhere. I played volleyball in high school. Um, just moving my body constantly. Like I could probably use a little more of that. Yeah. But I don't know. Just that carefree. You just did stuff and it, I don't know. You didn't second guess yourself. You just did it. You just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, um, I used to be the, I self-proclaimed king of mixtapes back in the day. <laughs> um, and I don't know if, if our listeners remember doing this, but I certainly do. 
Um, you sit on the sit in your bedroom on a Sunday morning, hmm? listen to the um, Casey Kasem, Casey Kasem, top, top 20, 40, top 40, top 40. Yeah. And then you'd sit there with play, pause, record. on. Yes. And you'd hit you as soon as you'd listen. You'd say, oh, there's the music. And you press pause. So then it would record. I had play, you know, play record. And then I'd hit pause. I wouldn't hit it because otherwise you get this right. sound when yep. the tape would start up again. So I just hit pause. And then when the song was over, you'd hit it again. Then you'd wait. And then you hit it again. And then you hit it, you know, so every song that came on, that's how you got it. And there might be a little bit of talking over the top because DJs yep. back then just like to talk over everything. Talk into the music talk and into talk the at the end like, of the music. Yeah. And all of us were like, shut up. I want to listen to this song. Mm-hmm. But they all did it. Um, and whatever. But that's how I used to do it. And then, then you know, you start dating and then you got to you gotta make a mixtape for your girlfriend or your mm-hmm. boyfriend or whatever. Right. And I remember, oh God, I used to, I, I got a little, I got a little mixer from um, a little audio mixer from Radio Shack. Nice. From back in the day, right? And I got two tape players, so I'd record the music, or I'd have the tapes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would back and forth and mix, and I had a microphone in front of me. So I was doing like like a podcast mixtape kind of thing, just with music, <laughs> to, so to speak, back when I was like, you know, 16 years old. Yeah. Um, each one, of them, I, in fact, I still have a couple of them here in that cupboard right there, nice. right in front of us. And uh, we just don't have a tape player, thank God, um, that I could oh, you know, pull that out and probably find it. So, yeah, if Do you, you remember a buying a tape, right, yeah. and, and pulling the, the insert out? And if it was really <laughs> thin, you're like, oh. And if it was really thick, you're like, sweet, the, the lyrics, lyrics are yeah. included. <laughs> the lyrics are included. <laughs> and then it would unfold, like this yes. tri-fold, quadruple-fold, whatever. And again, the letters were .4 font, but I could see them. I could see it then. Yeah. yeah mile no away, I could see those lyrics. <laughs> I remember going to, uh, I remember, and I told the story over the summer, I remember going to the record store, and I don't remember what the name of the record store was, but it was in the mall in Wilmer, and I needed to have the new Van Halen. Um record or not record but it was a tape tape cassette tape and the guy behind the counter you know i'm probably 16 years old and he just found it great and i'm sure he told everybody that bought this album but it was four is van halen for unlawful carnal knowledge and he's like if you look at the first first letter of each one of those words what does it spell oh the f word the f word oh i bet you oh. thought you were so cool to have that oh knowledge. my god i told i think i told everybody <laughs> I told everybody what that was, and I was like, oh, this is the best. Yep. I remember, I thought what I was going to, before you said the inserts, I was going to say, oh, remember when you used to go in and buy cassettes, and then they'd be in that big plastic thing. What a waste, by the way. This oh, big yes. plastic thing, so you couldn't put it in your, you know, so I suppose you people steal could steal it, it suppose, right? Yeah. But you had to, like, get a scissors out to cut that open It's amazing we have fingers trying to get yeah. our tapes out of those things. Good then grief. Yeah, and then you'd have, you know, you'd have to get the, the, cellophane off oh god so that you'd have to hit it just right so you didn't scratch the case mm-hmm. scratch the case and you got to go back to pomida or wherever the hell you bought your tapes from <laughs> and you'd have to buy clear cases to reset it in there it was like oh, it was i never a thing. i never did that but oh yeah it was a thing i'm looking at all these cds in front of me too thinking that's you did the same thing with that you idiot oh. yeah and now in today's today you know we went from you know cassette tapes you know i know there's eight tracks and records yep. and all that other kind of stuff i didn't get into that um, but I went from cassette tapes to CDs, and now I stream everything. Yeah, I don't. You don't need a CD. No, you know, it's it's insane how much it's changed. Yeah, we were telling somebody at work today. Uh, my brother and I were telling somebody at work today that just as recently as like what eight years ago, maybe less, Netflix went from, you know, it wasn't streaming. <laughs> 
It wasn't a streaming company. Okay, I was thinking about this last night when we were watching Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Was it was it Netflix that sent you mm-hmm. discs yeah. in sent the you mail? Discs home. Yeah, you went online and you selected like your top four or five movies or whatever. And but then you, it would you just, select a whole list, and then when you sent one back, they'd send the next send one. The that next was one. Netflix. That was Netflix. Oh my gosh! And I then remember, I thought that was the most amazing invention anybody could ever think of. Well, it killed Blockbuster because it well, wow. Blockbuster <laughs> existed on like late fees. Right? Oh my so, god. And Netflix didn't really have that. You just, no, you just sent it back when you were you done just with it. Didn't get your next one till you returned. Yeah. You were your own incentive. Yeah. So it just worked out really well. And people mm-hmm. just went I never did Netflix when it was in that. I still went I still liked going to the you know the rental store and picking out this was like a foreign concept to the person I was talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, this is our friend, right? And she had no zero. Idea. No, she's like, I, I, maybe I was in family video once. I'm like, what? So I mean, we'd go every weekend and rent like yeah. four movies. And then we wouldn't return them until like a week later. And then we'd be like, oh, $32 in late fees. Oh, dang. You know, and we'd be like, <laughs> can't rent anymore for a little while. So like they just all existed. on. And here comes along Netflix and you didn't have that. You just return movies when you were done with it. And it was easy. Yeah, you'd open the envelope and it was in the return envelope. Like you didn't even have to go to the post office. Yeah. Oh, it was it was easy. Now we got kind of a hullabaloo when they stopped Uh doing that. Well, everyone thought, oh, streaming. What is that? (laughs) Who's gonna Who's gonna do that? that? (laughs) And I'm like, I mean, I probably even thought of that too at the time. I was like, oh yeah, I'm not doing that. No. And now I've got you know, I don't know. It feels like 45 different streaming services I listen to, and you know. From whether it's podcast to whatever, and God it's a forbid, thing. there's a commercial. But we might have to have a whole other podcast about that. It's a thing. I can't watch a commercial. The commercials <laughs> suck. I mean, honestly, you sit there and you sit there and you're like, oh, well, I'm not no, two you, minutes of my time. Like it's. I was. We were talking about this too this afternoon, and and Jacob was like, no, it's absolutely like no. Brandon was telling me about this today, and he's he's um uh, he goes, no, it's a total like vibe killer. I'm like, you're absolutely right. It's a vibe killer. Mm-hmm. You sit there and you're you're watching the show. You're totally into it, and then oh, there's I a commercial. Seriously, break. cannot think of a better example of a first world problem than oh. the conversation we're having. I, right yeah, I know. Now. I get it. I, and, and you know, there's there's a stat that like 95 percent of people that can skip ads do. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Well, why wouldn't you? Remember, if you like can? DVRs first came out, and you'd be like, oh, okay, if I hit this fast forward button eight times, I'd get through the commercials. Oh, I knew exactly how many times to hit to get through the commercials on Curious George. Yeah, oh, of course. Or the intro song. I could do yeah. it in my sleep to this day. Yeah, I just knew. And then, and I remember DVRs are such an awesome thing. I was like, I can watch shows when I want to. I don't yeah. have to sit. I don't have to like. There's no like must see TV. Like you have to be there to watch it. Everything went. And as soon as I did that, I made that transition to watching yep. whenever I wanted. Real easy to make the move to streaming. Mm-hmm. I canceled. I canceled um, cable TV here um, in the house, and nobody noticed for four months. No, of course not, because everybody's busy watching YouTube videos or yeah. Netflix. Not a single person in the house noticed that we didn't have it for four months. Yeah, like yeah. Well, so when they brought it up, they're like, well, "How can we watch such and such?" I think it was the ACMs or something like that. And I'm like, "We don't. We don't. Yeah. So we don't anymore." Well, what do you mean? Well, I got rid of cable four months ago. What do you think? What, <laughs> Clear, what do you mean? Clearly, it hasn't. You know, it hasn't affected your life that problem. much. No, nobody really cares that much. Obviously, if nobody's paying attention to right. it. Yep. So it was an easy thing to move on. What I wanted to get back to is the comment that we had talked about. Like, what was one thing? What was our favorite Thanksgiving tradition? Right. 
um, oh, or not yeah. tradition or favorite Thanksgiving memory. I just kind of went past it. I, just, yeah. I don't know why, but I just did. Um, it's kind of this back and forth. We're doing a little bit different format this mm-hmm. time where you're not really paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm just talking to you and you're answering questions for me. <laughs> um, so it becomes very awkward to be like, well, what about you? Um, so what I was thinking about when I was, there's a lot of different things. And you mentioned Christmas and I was kind of following along in all your different uh, places that you went. And I remember going to Christmas to, you know, one grandparent and then going to the other grandparent and that whole thing. And it was just a lot, a lot of back and forth. And I remember losing tradition over that. But what I do remember is Thanksgivings, um, somewhat going to one specific grandparent's house. And um, all of my cousins would show up and all that kind of stuff. And what I remember the most, and, and my cousins and I have talked about this over the years, is that the cousins, and we'd, we'd all play in the basement. And we'd kind of run around outside, play football, whatever, and go to the park and those kinds of things, come back, eat, and then, you know, as the evening kind of went from like eating and then there's football and people are napping everywhere or whatever, the kids eventually go downstairs into my grandma's basement. And whether it was bumper pool, which is a little tiny pool table with bumpers on it, it was a pretty fun game, um, to making commercials when my cousins got a camcorder, which was amazing. Um, we did that. We just did a lot of things in the basement, games and running around and sliding down the steps and tag and all that kind of stuff. We did all that in the basement. And I remember going down the basement um, when my when my grandparents passed away. And I remember thinking, wow, this basement's really small. But as a kid, we were like, this gigantic basement is amazing, right? Um, we did all this running around down there. But what I remembered about is after that. And we'd be down, um, all of us would be sleeping in the basement, or we'd be laying down in the basement, that kind of stuff. And what put us to sleep was the parents upstairs playing cards and laughing. And having a great time and just, and we could hear, you know, hoot and holler and this kind of thing and yelling back and forth, playing cards. I don't even know, hearts or hell or whatever it was they were playing. Um, I don't remember. No. <laughs> it might be the same game for all I know. Um, but we could hear them upstairs. And it was a comfort level that just put everybody to sleep. Yep. And as a cousins, and I've we've all talked about this, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's absolutely what put me to sleep was mm-hmm. just hearing them having a great time upstairs. The lull of their conversation and yeah. their laughing. You probably couldn't hear what they couldn't were saying. Couldn't understand a word they were saying, but we could hear it. But you knew they were there, and that was safe. All yeah. of your all of your safest people were in one spot. Yep. Yeah. So I remember that a lot. And, um, you know, as the years went by and, it, it, and Thanksgiving started bouncing around a little bit, and then we all, you know, got families and that kind of stuff, and everybody kind of peeled off. And, and we've tried to get back together a few times, but um, I haven't, haven't been able to pull that off in the last several years. So... You know, you just go and say, well, okay, now you got to make your own traditions. And how do you make yeah. that happen within your own house and stuff like that? So, um, yeah, that's that was my well, memory. One of my questions that I pulled was, you know, if you could create one family tradition, what would it be and why? Which I think is a good question to answer. But I think as as I've been listening to you talk, a bigger question kind of popped in front of that. And it's how intentional our traditions or do they just happen? Like I think you and I look at it now as adults and say, Oh my gosh, what are, what traditions are we creating for our kids? I bet when they're 40, they're going to talk about their traditions, whether we did it on purpose or not. Yeah. Right. Like Uh, we're creating things for them just by the nature of being consistent people. Yeah. I doubt that your parents and everybody were like, well, we better do this every year so the kids remember. No, it happens well, organically. Yeah, I just it remember. It becomes a tradition. I just remember like thinking like when I was growing up, we had maybe two Christmases that were at our house. Right. Right. 
um, <laughs> my dad will hate me for telling the story, but um, the one Christmas we had at our house, um, they locked themselves out of the house. So thankfully one window over the kitchen was open, I guess. Um, and he put me up on his shoulders. Well, and that's when they sent you through slit, the window. They, that was at Christmas? Yep. Yeah, it was Christmas. Oh, and they, they sent me through the window and the, with the specific instructions, do not go into the living room first. You oh. will unlock this door first. Oh, can then, you imagine the horror of like, you've gotten everything ready, yeah. you know, the big guy in the red suit, all yeah. the things, and now you have to send your child through a window to have free reign to the house. <laughs> nope. That's nope. a... That's nope. a I can't imagine us doing that with Sam as an example. He would be like, I'm going to open something. Oh, we got to open the door It'd be first. three hours before he unlocked right. it and let us in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. So. Yeah. But if you could create a tradition oh, yeah, okay. for well, our family, what if would I, it be? I, I think like this Thanksgiving thing that we did was, was kind of neat. Yep. You know, that's just, I just feel like because we only did that Christmas a couple of times at my parents' house, it's just always kind of been in the back of my mind. Thanksgiving's very easy one to pull off. Yep. Um, you know, Christmases I guess could happen too, but because you know you're always running mm-hmm. in the holidays, and then as the kids get older, they you know get girlfriends or whatever, and you know, go from you know it goes from having to be here to having to find a way to split your time between two places, and right. it just gets less and less, and it maybe it becomes less and less on that date. Mm-hmm. So. I think maybe more along the lines, I, I would love like Thanksgiving to become a tradition or something like that down the road. Um, something that they can kind of plan on or whatever. Right. It probably isn't going to be that it's going to be, we always went to Florida once in the spring. Right. It's probably what it's going to be. Like, oh, I remember we used to go to Florida all the time in the spring mm-hmm. uh, cause their grandparents lived there. So um, that's probably what it's going to be um, for them. But I, th- I would like to have one that's just kind of here and centered that we could do, but you know, it might be just going to Duluth for the weekend too. Well, and I think without without them really knowing it, we have an opportunity merging families to do like a reset, not yeah. not an erase of what's happened in the past, but like, oh yeah, then remember when like Jill and Sam joined us, we started mm-hmm. doing this, mm-hmm. right? And so Thanksgiving yeah. could be what it is. Who knows? Could be know? what it is, yeah. So I think there's just a lot of different things that you could look yeah. at that way and say, well, I don't know. I think it's just maybe the things that we're doing. Right. You know, going on hikes and stuff like that in the parks is something they like doing too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so for those those of us on Twitter, I think we all know who Rex Chapman is. He's a former NBA player. Anyway, he'll post things like funny videos or questions and that kind of stuff. And last week, he asked a question: "What is the dumbest way you hurt yourself?" I will tell the story as Jill thinks about what hers is because we've asked this question to each other a couple of times. She's like, "I don't know." So as she's thinking about it, I'll tell you mine. So. In my previous house, I had a storage problem. It was a Rambler, two-store, you know, Rambler, basement, main level, whatever. Storage was very limited. The only storage I may have had was in the rafters of the garage and, quite honestly, shoving all your Christmas, you know, like a Christmas tree and your Christmas stuff while climbing up a ladder just wasn't, like, ideal. Mm -hmm. So short of putting in a, like, an elevator, like on a pulley kind of system, which was what I was going to do next, um... (laughs) <laughs> it's just dangerous pushing things up a ladder or carrying them up a ladder when you're not hanging on to anything. So in in lieu of falling, I thought, well, this elevator thing. Well, then I went to Menards or Home Depot or something like that, and I found this metal rack. And I thought, this will work perfectly. It was about the size that I could sit, like, four, like, plastic tubs on, mm-hmm. right, storage tubs, right? And I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stick this up there, and 
slide it all in, and, and, and this will be perfect. Well, I'm not one to normally follow directions, but in this time I was following directions, okay, to a T. Like if I would see something, what I mean by not following the directions, like I would see something and be like, oh, they want me to use a nail here? Pfft, I'm using a screw gun. Like I'm going to use a screw, right? Right. Um, because it's just easier, and why not, right? So whatever. So there's these L brackets that you have to attach to the studs or the, the rafters. And I'm like, okay, directions call for a nail. So I'm going to use a nail. Now, picture a nail, an L bracket. One part goes on the rafter. The other part comes down because mm-hmm. that's what you're going to attach the other brackets to, right? So I'm trying to hold it above my head and hammering above my head this way. Which isn't easy. Which isn't easy to begin with, but I've, I've got two of these in already. So I'm like, I'm doing pretty good. Measuring them all, getting them all in the right spot, whatever. And I'm getting one, and I can't. It's probably from hammering above my head for too long. I, I'm just getting tired, mm-hmm. and I'm not getting the last nail to get seated. It's not going all the way up. And at that moment, I thought, God, you should have used a screw. Right. Why are you <laughs> hammering? Oh, my God, why are you hammering? So in my last-ditch efforts to just slam it in there, I caught my thumb at full thrust with the hammer going into the, into the, you know, the rafter up above. I broke that sucker, and oh. there was blood everywhere. Oh, I bet you did super well with that. <laughs> no. Oh, God. <laughs> hammer went across the garage, yep. um, you know, and I dropped it, so it just it hit the ground and kind of bounced to the outside of the garage. And I ran downstairs into the basement, and I'm holding my thumb under cold water, and it's yep. gushing blood. Oh, gosh. Gushing blood out. Which is gross. I'm sorry for everybody on the on here <laughs> hearing it, but it it adds to the drama of the story. So anyway, I, I I look at my ex and I'm like, I think we need to go to the hospital because this is really painful. I'm starting to pass out, kind of thing. So anyway, we get in the car, load in, and she's not moving fast enough. And I so get in. I'm driving. I make it about halfway to the ER and um, start to pass out. So then she drives, uh, and we get in there, and they have to take. They have to take a needle because it's it's now gotten so full of stuff that they have to poke a hole through my fingernail. Super. Yeah. So that's disgusting. I asked if it's going to hurt, and they went, e- yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, damn. So that is the stupidest way. I actually, actually broke my thumb. Um, there's no way to, because it was the tip of your thumb, there's no right. cast or anything it goes nope. into. They just put this splint on and, and wrapped it up and said, well, good luck. <laughs> So it's splint off when it doesn't hurt <laughs> when it doesn't hurt anymore. So that's the stupidest way I've done it. I, I was I was following the directions, and I got well, hurt. I don't know if that's the message. That's the message <laughs> I have. That's the message I've told for many years. Don't well, follow the directions, okay. kids. All right, I Letter won't buck. take that away from you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one? I don't know. I I it's hard for me to remember times that I've been injured, either because I. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that I haven't been injured a lot or I just don't commit that stuff to memory. Mm. Um, I, uh, getting old, does that count? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, like the other day I was playing uh, soccer, like we talked about with Sam, and uh, really was trying to score some goals on him. And uh, I don't know, my foot has hurt ever since. And it's not mm. an injury, but, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what that's from. Yeah. Um, I, the I other the other dumb one that I have too, and this is really stupid, but back you know when you're younger, you you chase each other around, right? Mm-hmm. And we were all running around the previous business on our lunch hour that I worked at, and we were just kind of running around, goof around, throwing footballs and stuff outside. And I uh, I hit a 
like a tire mark in the grass. It was in the spring, so everything sure. was really, really wet still. And they had backed a van down alongside the building. And when they pulled it out, it was the ground was head hardened, but this tire track was still there. Sure, I rounded the corner and my ankle went sideways. And all I heard was what sounded like a shotgun going off. Mm-hmm. It was boom. I hit the ground, saw stars, the whole bit. Um, had to go to the ER for that too. It was I was a week away from graduating from college, I think. Nice. So yeah, um, that was the other really dumb one. I'm like, you didn't you didn't need to be doing that. But we were you on know, a lunch break and we were having fun. I hurt my ankle really bad in volleyball in high school, but I don't know if it was dumb, right? Even what you're doing. Like yeah. sometimes things just happen. I don't know. I have friends who like, you know, like totally screwed up their knee because they were goofing around with a boxing bag, right? Like I'm yeah. going to run through the gym and I'm going to kick it in the air, right? Like a Kung Fu fighter. And then they end up having to have knee surgery. Yeah. That, that feels dumb. We had a, we had a bag in the, in the, when I was in elementary school, Hartley uh, elementary school in Wasika, um, they had a bag of concrete hanging from the ceiling underneath the staircase for some reason. I don't, that, at least that's in my memory as a first or second grader. That's what I remember. And it looked like a punching bag. And sure. a kid went up and went full speed and punched Ouch. it. And it was concrete. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Shattered his fingers. So I thought that was really neat. So I remember a time in college, I was on the campus activities board and we planned a lot of events and we had Semi-Sonic, I yeah. believe, come and give a, a concert. A concert. Yeah. And part of our responsibility was to help clean up. Well, they had roadies, right? Obviously, they had quite a mm-hmm. quite an ordeal. And they were taking their stage down or whatever they were taking down and they had these big these big metal poles. And I was going to help one of them carry one out and the guy looked at me and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know if I would." Kind of this like, "You're a girl." Mm. And in college, that's nothing, not nothing would have motivated right. me more to do it. <laughs> and we had to hold it over our heads. There was, you know, it just wasn't one of those things you just kind of carry at your side, right? Yep. You had to just pick it up, yeet it, if you will, yeet up over your head. And I'm carrying it and it slipped and landed on top of my head. Oh. That didn't feel great. I will tell you that. And my, I, I proceeded to just get it right back up and keep going. And the guy was not a jerk. He's like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going to do this. And he's like, seriously, <laughs> you don't have to. Like, I wasn't trying to offend you. These are just really heavy. And right. I'm like, I got this. Well, long, you know, I, my head hurt for whatever, a couple of days. But the bigger thing, because I helped carry like six of these and I could barely wash my hair for like the next week because mm. I couldn't lift my arms. <laughs> I had to like, like put my head way down so my hands could shampoo. I was so sore. Just to prove a point, uh, girls can carry heavy things. I don't know. But. Should we start throwing kettlebells around? Because I, I miss doing that. Do you? Well, let's do I it. I do. Then. then those are the same things like. You know, when you're doing squats and all that kind of stuff, and then you try to go, like, get out of your car and walk to the gas station. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. You can't move. Good times. Good times. So I got a couple <laughs> of questions for you as, right, we, as we kind of come down to the end of this one. Um, if you could have something of mine, what would it be? And you can't use hoodies because you already have all well, already, those. I was going to say, I mean, hoodies is the first thing that pops to mind, <laughs> but, I mean, I feel, I feel a strong sense of ownership to them already. Yeah. If I could have something of yours... Um, <laughs> I will tell you, I wish I had your sense of humor. Do you? Yep. 
You say I'm funny, but I don't, I don't know. You are funny. I know, but <laughs> it's not something I think I'm really funny about, but like, you're funny. You're very quick-witted. Oh. And I always had a problem with that when I was in high school. Like, somebody would like say something to me, and I was like, 20 minutes later, I'd think of a comeback. Like, Dang it. You've got it all the time right away. Well, you are, a, you're able to, <laughs> this is going to sound dumb, I'm going to have to elaborate. You're able to like do things, right? You're like, oh, I'm going to get this done today. And then you get it done today. I don't know what that is mm. or how one gets that, but I don't have that. <laughs> um, I get a lot of things done in a day. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not one of those people who can be like, well, I'm going to, you know, like put up the Christmas tree today and then I just get it done. And that's a dumb example, but because I get things done, but it's a struggle for me. And I don't know if I just get really tapped out at work. And then by the time the end of the day is over, I'm like, I just have nothing left to give. But I struggle sometimes completing tasks outside of work. And mm. you're just, you know, you're just like, oh, I don't know, I'm going to go do that now. Like yesterday you put up all the outside lights and I'm like, I don't, you just did it. How do you just do it? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, you say that about me, too. I just pop out of bed in the morning. You're like, what oh, are you good doing? Oh, Lord. I don't know if I want that, though. <laughs> that does not feel like the good life. You're just like, hey, look, the alarm went off at 6. I'm up. I'm showering. I'm, hey, let's let's talk about all I, the things we're going to do today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, deep into the pillows. Yeah. Well, the I used to be that way, too, until I had to go to the middle school and start <laughs> dropping kids off at 7.15 in the morning. Ugh, that'll change your life. You yeah. just wait. That's coming in a couple years for you, Oof, so yeah. you'll be there. So, uh, so is it my turn to ask you? I, I, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm asking ahead. questions. Okay, what was the experience that connected us best, and why? Ooh, yes. The experience that connected us best. So I'm going to go uh, pre-romance, right? Because we knew each other for a while outside. Yeah, we know each other for a yeah, long time, right? Outside of like being in a relationship and I would say leadership. Oh, sure. You're in the, you're on the design team and I was in a leadership class employed by Woodstone Mm -hmm. and you and I've always had great conversations when we talk always, but having you on like the leadership of leadership and learning about all that, I feel like you and I, our conversation started to, move to the next level because we were able to carry the same verbiage. And then we started yeah. learning some of it at work. Right. And we learned that we're the same voice. And then when I learned that you were someone who was a big picture thinker, who threw a lot of things around, they didn't all necessarily have to land or come to fruition, but I'm someone who gets a lot of energy from just like spewing off every idea I can possibly think of and having everybody else spewing ideas and then things snowball from there and it's all flying around and I don't get nervous. It doesn't all have to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Because some some people hear all that and they're like, oh no, how are we going to get all this done? And I'm like, get it done. What do you mean? (laughs) That's not what we're doing right now. When I learned that you could do that too, that that was your natural way of talking, then when you and I would talk about work, I was able to like fully become myself and really just say things to you. And I feel like it opened up our communication. Like I said, we've always had great conversations and been able to talk well. That process helped me, I feel like, take our conversations, for me anyway, because I, you already knew all this stuff. I was learning it. And then I was like, oh, he's the same voice as me. And okay, cool, we can, you know, 
I can be myself with him. So mm-hmm. that's, I think that's my answer. Yeah. I was, I was thinking along, um, I mean, that's, a, it's really good answer because that, that's one thing that we've talked about a lot is how, you know, we were just able to talk really well together. Um, so there, there's that for me too. I think that, um, you know, we, we, we started going on hikes and those kinds of things mm-hmm. too. And, and we'd have all those conversations while we were out hiking and mm-hmm. whether we were out of breath or not, as we were walking up some really big hills in Ramsey park or whatever, right? like there was just a lot of those conversations happening during that time. Um, really for me, when, you know, when, as part of that, when we went up to Duluth, that yeah. first trip away, whatever, um, that experience really kind of cemented things, you know, going forward because we had, we had a ton of time in the car, mm-hmm. um, to have, How long did it take us to get to Duluth? 12 minutes? It felt like 12 yeah. minutes, and that is a long drive. It's a long drive, and it just felt like it went by really fast for us. Um, and then, you know, we did all that talking while we were on the trails, and then we got back to the, the on our own resort that we were staying at that time, uh, that night, and the power was off. That's right. So then we didn't have anything to do but to go down to the Lake Superior, and like we were like, well, I mean, just jump in. Yep. And then we jumped in. We had that experience. So there's all those things that just kind of, all of it merged for me at that one mm-hmm. experience. I loved that vacation. We, you know, we had set places we were going to go hiking, but there would be something on the side of the road and you would just spontaneously pull over and be like, well, should we hike here? And I'm like, well, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you, again, going back to like, you process life the same way I do. Mm-hmm. Right? I, we didn't have, it was nice to have a plan. Then it was nice to just do spontaneous do things. Else, yeah. And neither of us got, nervous or like we're we're not on schedule it didn't matter we had an outline i don't think either of us cared if we kept it (laughs) right like that's how i roll i you know and and you're right there was a lot of hiccups in that vacation with the power going off with places not being open um because it was the beginning of the pandemic and you didn't i think one of my favorite things that i've learned about you as i've gotten to know you is you don't get angry you get angry when things don't go your way. You know, you, some people will like pitch a fit when a restaurant isn't open. Well, what what is there to be mad about? Because that's going to yeah. open it somehow. Right. Right. I hate when people get mad about stuff like that. First of all, I'm incredibly conflict aver- conflict averse. So I don't like when people are mad anyway. But when you're mad about stuff like how sometimes you have a reason to be mad, that's okay. But there's so many times people get mad for the dumbest reason. You're like, like I said, that you being mad isn't going to open the restaurant, and you right. just don't get mad. Right. You don't get mad easily, or you don't get mad for no reason. And I remember being like, "Oh, I can really relax with him." So you know, right. there's so many things about that vacation that were really cool. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've really kind of hit up about this one hour mark already, which doesn't. No, again, it was twelve minutes. Again, it feels like it was twelve <laughs> minutes. So, but this podcast has been a lot of fun to produce over the past several months. I think you and I have a great time doing it. Uh, we have great conversations during it. I hope that uh, our listeners take something out of it, um, especially when it's just the two of us, uh, because we like to throw some stuff on the wall and see what sticks. So if you have an idea that you'd like us to cover, reach out and let us know. We love hearing from you. Um, obviously, you know how to find us on the Facebook pages and on Twitter and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, you can also now stream the podcast really everywhere, from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to asking your your favorite uh, listening device. Uh, We won't say the word here, but you can ask them to play the pod too when you're just working around the house. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. You guys are the best.